Okay, Sunday morning, 8.54 in the morning, Phoenix, Arizona. I believe it's, what is it, February 17th, I think. Does that be right? Could that be right, the 17th already? Yeah, 17th. We're walking bud this morning. It says 41 degrees, but I think it's warmer than that. I don't know. Is it 41? Are we only 41? I guess we're only 41. Chilly, but we got blue skies with a few clouds. It's kind of pretty this morning. So I uh, I look at the Anchor data. So Anchor's an app that allows me to do these podcasts so I can just walk the bud and share my thoughts. And I guess I'm thinking out loud. And uh, I had a, I don't know, there was a streak about, I don't know, three or four weeks ago, I had like two or three um, podcasts that had like over 20 plays. Now, again, I don't know if those are people accidentally stumbling on them and going, um, oh, what's this? And listen for 30 seconds and then dump it. But um, yeah, I thought there was something happening. I thought there was a trend or something happening. And I don't know what happened. It's It's the last two episodes have like just like one two three plays that's it so the feedback i get is limited you know i I would like to know how long people listen to because if it was just 20 stumbling hits that nobody listened to then that's one thing but if 20 people were listening all the way through and then don't care anymore maybe i said something that pissed people off i don't know (laughs) which is entirely possible correct right right so anyways you happen to be listening you're here and uh not sure why but if it's a first time listener great i basically walk the dog around in my neighborhood out here and uh, i'm fairly fortunate to have a be in a pretty good neighborhood it's pretty nice and i'm gonna walk around about a mile mile and a half with the dog. The dog's 22 pound buddy. Buddy's about four years old. And uh, he's pretty well taken care of because I mean, we we walk him in the morning and in the evening and uh, he rewards us by not pooping in the backyard. So as long as we walk him, he won't poop in the backyard and I have poop bags. So when we're out and about at least, and he does his business, then uh, I pick it up on the route. And there's usually, usually garbage cans. I I know where they're at around the route, so I just take care of it more walking. And and we got it's a very sanitary way to take care of the dog. So we keep walking them, and I enjoy it. It's good for you, mile and a half walk or so. And uh, someone encouraged me to do a podcast. Um, she does a podcast. Hers are very focused on entrepreneurship and uh, just life. Just super chill conversations. It's called uh, Tequila and I always want to say Tequila Sunrise, but I think it's Tequila and Sunshine. <laughs> I'm hearkening back to a song. I thought it was called Tequila Sunrise. Anyway, um, 
another podcast focused very short she does a great job with that and some good ideas out there she's got some good ideas learn by doing maybe that's a theme learn by doing she's uh been working on her entrepreneurship for at least five years now and keeps learning growing doing better whatever better is some kind of metrics um and that's great so abundant thinking it's kind of a a lot of times people associate abundant attitudes are kind of like some kind of like new age spiritual thing but it doesn't have to be it just could be abundant abundance you know there's growth out there it's not a fixed a growth mindset so um usually may, someone may think of that in economics terms like um there's growth economically and so forth. So, um, but there's also just uh, abundance in perhaps emotions, like the, the emotion or attitude. And, and I'm thinking about love because, like, love is typically like kind of an emotion thing, but it's kind of a choice as well. I'm starting to see having an attitude, a loving attitude, kindness. Um, I was actually in a, picking up a pizza the other day. And the thought occurred to me, looking in the the restaurant, mostly bar pizza. It's like, you know, bar pizza place, and there was packed. And I was just looking around going, man, you know, the God loves all these people, you know? You, you know? So I, I'm kind of in a transition. I'm transforming my, my thoughts to be one of <clears throat> less black and white. You know, a lot of our teachings are groupings or people do this us and them thing you know like you're in you're out and it sets up a uh, a question when you meet people are like are these people in my group you know or my tribe i mean we have the, the concept of the tribe which the tribe hopefully can be on the one hand the tribe concept is great because you feel like you have something in common with um, a group of people, uh, a subset, if you will, of the total population. So you have a tribe and you feel comfortable with these people and you talk the same language or terminology and thought processes and your conversations go a certain way because they all kind of have the same experiences or concepts. And so some people enthusiastically describe that as who's your tribe your tribe can be in the work world career-wise who's your tribe um, useful but uh, what's often not um, discussed or maybe it doesn't need to be because usually it's described in a positive way is that just because we're in one tribe doesn't mean we should look at other people's quote-unquote tribes and look down on them or have negative attitudes toward their tribe we can still love somebody else's tribe even if we're not part of their tribe of course it gets a little bit dicey when some tribes are a little more aggressive than others <laughs> so so gosh this is kind of fun to talk about tribes never thought i would talk about tribes just i just had some coffee and put some bacon in the microwave oven and started walking bud 
got some people working on our our pool. Um, my wife wanted. We had this uh, spa attached to the pool. This is this is Arizona too. So, if you're listening from some other part of the world, this is kind of like the Arizona culture thing. So, morning. Oh, oh, oh. oh bud. A little, another big dog. That was kind of a pretty dog. It was very pretty, not kind of, it was a pretty dog. A husky with blue eyes. Those are always pretty. Probably about 50, 60 pounds. So Bud's 22 pounds. He's barking at him. So back to Arizona culture, swimming pool culture. You basically get a pool made. There's so many pools out here. Pool, pool, pool. Because it's so hot. And it's not quite hot yet because I just told you it was 41 degrees on... February 17th, but three months from now, it's going to be starting to smoke up hot here. So anyways, the 10-year-old, 12-year-old spa thing had this like faux bricks on it that after 10 years were coming apart. And so my wife wanted to put tile on it. And so what I learned about myself is I'm not right about stuff, right? And probably my wife's not right about things where neither one of us are quote-unquote right so I'm finally learning that it's some things are just not about being right and wrong it's just ideas and then make a decision together gee that's that's something new (laughs) I never make a decision together you know but uh, anyway so we're getting the the bricks, the faux bricks replaced that were falling apart with some nice tile and my wife's real happy. And I, you know, at first I'm thinking, was this going to be like a $3,000 project? Or I, And I'm so tight financially, man. I just like, I grew up in like the, both my parents probably were depression era kids that grew up with fear, you know, and clutching every dollar my mom's 93 and she still has that (laughs) she's she's pretty funny about her her view of financial things (laughs) that's not going to be this podcast that's a little too personal that's less tribal i like the i like the idea of the tribes thing so um so i'm i would like to take the attitude i think the abundant thought thing is to love everyone always, right? I've brought that up too. But uh, loving everyone always doesn't mean that we have to agree with them. That's that's it's kind of tough for me to deal with. Maybe the listener too. I don't know. I it, it, it's I'm in a transition of transforming to to thinking that you know, really I can love these people, but I don't have to agree with their their ideas and even though they're part of some tribe that all believes the same what I think is stupid stuff that doesn't mean I need to hate them or dislike them I can say like okay I love them most of it's come from one of my favorite uh, uh, things in the the Bible where Jesus says forgive them for they know not what they do so that's one of the one of the last words of Jesus they say on the cross, right? A lot of 
do people do these emotional messages and preaching and uh, uh, you know some people love the like it is finished you know it is finished statement and yeah I, I get that that's good it's he came for a mission and he finished his mission and I, I actually like the forgive them for they know not what they do comment because he, he didn't you know, he was asked to defend himself, and he's like, you know, I'm not. He just he, part of the plan was not to defend his himself and do his thing. So he's up there, uh, um, completing his mission. His uh, so, so that's him, and so there's all kinds of tribes formed around. I guess if I go back to the tribal theme, the tribe framework, if you will. Let's let's speak in frameworks. So there's different tribes that formed after these events. You know, some of the, the Jewish people are uh, very into their tribes. And they had, they had their sub-tribes, right? They had the Pharisees, which actually believed in the resurrection of the dead. And then the Sadducees who thought, no, there's no resurrection. This, is, this life is all there is. And who knows what happens in the future. And... And then there was some council, and I, somehow these two groups got together. It's kind of like they don't agree on stuff, but they, they kind of have this formation that I don't really understand it, and I don't, I'm, I'm learning that I, I don't really want to be a subject matter expert in anything, you know? It's like, I, I don't, I, take, I, I did one of these like strength finder things, and my number one strength is brainstorming. So, Brainstorming is kind of interesting because I just like to think of ideas, and I—that's what I do on this walk in the dog, I guess. And I'm putting them out there into the internet, and usually people don't have the patience to listen to my crap, or as I as I formate my formate my ideas or formulate my ideas, people aren't people just don't have the attention span to do it. So. Um, I'm doing it on here, and if you enjoy it, great. You're probably one of the point zero 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 one percent of the population that um, finds this kind of discussion interesting. <laughs> tribes, back to the tribes. So maybe there's a tribe out there for brainstormers. So um, it's a framework, really. You know, there's individuals and they may, we may have a quote unquote tribe we belong to, but when it comes down to it, I also get, get ticked off at people that try to group people into tribes. Like they, they make their own framework. They say, this is a tribe. An example of that would be the, what do they call it? The religious right as a tribe, right? So let's, let's define the religious right as a tribe, right? So the terms used out there, it's a framework, it's thrown out. But there's nobody, my pet peeve is like, there's nobody really a member of that. Like they don't, you don't get a little card in the mail. You don't like send 10 bucks in and say, yeah, I, I want to be a, I want to be a member of the religious right. You know, it's like, and I, and I, if I throw it on the other angle, it's the same with um, probably progressives or something. You know, uh, or social justice warrior progressives, right? So they technically there's no 
membership for that. You just like self-identify and and yet, you know, both tribes then like argue with each other, you know, and 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 throw stones at each other and claim the other group is like terrible and stuff like that. And then they tell you, well, like your group is terrible and this is why. <laughs> and then and then an individual would say, well, I can see why you say that, but it doesn't apply to me, you know, because it's we're individuals, you know, we're people and we're capable of um, holding different ideas as Greg Gutfeld. I think this might be applicable. Greg talks about the prison of two ideas, like either you're this or you believe that, you know, it's the prison. You put people in a prison that they either have to believe this or they have to believe that. And it's like, who's making that framework? Again, it's a stinking framework of the prison of two ideas. So, I and so that's, I don't know where this is going to go with the tribes, but that, it's a framework. You get in this tribe and then that tribe claims this about that tribe. And yet we, on, on the religious right thing, you can, you can say like, one of these guys is like saying like 81% of evangelicals voted for Trump. And, and my beef is like, okay, so people go to vote. They don't go into the voting booth and go, hmm, let's see, what tribe am I in? Oh, I, I'm, in the, I'm in the religious right. I'm an evangelical, whatever the hell that means, right? And because I am, then therefore I need to vote for Trump because that's what my tribe is telling me to do, right? People, see, tribes are basically a construct afterwards, you know, and there's all these assumptions. But then they, it's a powerful thing to do because you can say, oh, there's millions of these evangelicals, millions of them. And maybe they've lost their way because they voted for Trump, you know. And it's like, no, people make decisions. People are individuals. They look at situations and they make a choice based on what they want to do. And there's in the, and so these other people, most of the people that get all spun up and, and uh, extend a lot of energy arguing that one set of politics is better than another. I mean, that's like their business sort of thing. That's, they, make their, they make their income pontificating on this crap. So the idea is to really be careful as an individual, like, you know, filter stuff. Like, I, it's not a good idea to believe like this person that's speaking that happens to have the microphone right now is somehow has better ideas than you do right i mean you know it's it's a, something i'm also transforming it's related to organized religions as well and teaching and pastors and i've empowered we empower these people right we choose and sit back and go well this guy's the pastor and obviously he's studying the bible for four hours and he put so much preparation into this 30 or 40 minute um, talk on Sunday morning. So obviously I better, you know, really take strongly and consider everything about this guy's political views. What he views about economics? What he what he thinks people should be doing with their free time? And so we empower them over us. So I guess I'm going through a phase of of freedom and independence and say, I, I don't, and then I don't have to criticize. I say, I used, I went through a phase of like listening to these guys for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 
and um, thinking about what they're saying. And then I would I usually find like a couple of minutes in a talk that's like, you know, I don't agree with that. That's that's just not right. Like the most recent one was the last message <laughs> to embellish the old the last words of so and so, the last, you know, so the last message the the Jack for Jesus pastor gave was uh I guess it would be challenging us to have more gospel conversations, which I think I talked about before. But it's an example of the guy probably gave really good ideas or shared some things that are really true and good. But then it it gets ruined by the, the, I don't know, is it trite or the right word for it? to, to, To categorize conversations as being gospel conversations versus non-gospel conversations, right? So it's a framework again, which I personally, like, I'm like, disturbs me to um, have to agree to the framework of some conversations being gospel conversations and others not. So it's, it's that stinking framework again, because I prefer to think that we are able to walk in the presence of the living God that the God is present at every moment and that every conversation is a gospel conversation. So we should have the love flowing through us, um, the spirit, the whole, you know, don't grieve the Holy Spirit, allow the presence of God to be with us in every conversation. So that would be like my criticism of that Jack for Jesus last message. But it's like, I, I'm like, I've figured out that it doesn't do any good for me to share that with him because he doesn't want to hear it. You know, plus he's gone, but um, I'll definitely write about it in my book because I think it's important. And if he reads my book, he'll probably recognize a lot of uh, a lot of things that he's said in the last couple of years that kind of tweak me. And they tweak me in, I think, a good way. And, and it's part of the black size concept the dude's got some black slices and he just needs to admit it. You know, he, he's fair, he's been transparent. I'll give him some props. Like sometimes he's transparent about his own quote unquote failures, but you know, he hasn't learned that maybe his Sunday morning sermons also may have some black slices in them. Just like my walking bud here, I probably in my random unprepared chats, walking buddy. Are, uh, I'm probably saying some things that aren't correct, you know. Who knows? But I'm not going to th- th- you know, dwell on them. So, um, where was I? The gospel conversations. All conversations are gospel tribes. So, my message is we, you know, so I go to, I'm going to go to church. The same one, we got a substitute pastor, which... I didn't like the way he handled James 1, 1 through 5, because, you know, Baptists are supposed to be exegeting the scripture. And he skipped over the very first verse, which said it was James 2, the 12 tribes scattered throughout the area. So historically what it is, is James actually is like the very first bio, a book written chronologically for the New Testament. And it's a Jewish dude in Jerusalem. And they really didn't understand the concept of the message going to Gentiles at the time. 
they, they, it took, I'm just, I'm also reading Acts right now, and I'm in like chapter 12. Great book. You know, it gives you good history, the flow. And they didn't really reach out to Gentiles at all. So the J book of James is Jewish people scattered that probably have faith in Christ and they're persecuted. So that's the, that's the situation. And yet, you know, this, if you, you take the inerrant, inspired word of God, which I'm okay with, but to read it without context is, and not just the word context around it, but historical context, timing. To me, the timing is so important. So these suffering trials, you know, he says, consider it all joy. Well, he's, he's, he's specifically talking about being scattered and, and being Jewish and, and trying to figure out or, or figure out this new faith that was just demonstrated before their eyes with a, a gruesome crucifixion and a resurrection, which is, why, how do you, we just so overlook the amazing history and just take it for granted. But these people are, you know, living during that time. It was all fresh. And so they're scattered and they got problems because the traditional Jewish people are still the leaders of the organized religion and they don't like the message or the, the events of, of Jesus coming here as a Jew, as a, uh, um, I don't know if it's inarguably, unarguably, um, completer, master knowledge. He had all the knowledge, they all knew that. He could refer to things that are in their history in the Jewish history while he was doing his thing. So the context is always important, but you know what, what we tend to do in what I call the ACC, which is the American Christian culture, is we just like, well, Bible's, Bible's inerrant. So let's, let's start at verse two and consider it all joy, my brother, when you encounter various trials. And then we go on and say like, well, that's a trial is like, I got cancer or some tragedy happened in your family and that's the trial, you know. But it's not. It's specifically talking about religious persecution. And, I, and so we extend it. You know, we go like, well, the Bible's in there. So that, you know, that's your message for 2019. You know, that's, you know, Bible. Bible's in there, man. And I, I agree. Bible's in there. But don't trivialize it by just Peter butter, peanut butter, ring the words over everything in your life, you know? So when, to me, if I'm encountering, which we all do, we encounter difficulties in life, I'm all about walking in the spirit and acknowledging that God is present. So that doesn't come out in James 1, 1 through 5, for whatever reason. That's kind of like an incomplete commentary and, and possibly a application of those words 
not exactly correctly. So, not that the words are inaccurate, inerrant, but just the quote-unquote application. So, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not going to argue with the pastor. I'm just like, okay, whatever. I'm here, go to church, and people are going to say stupid things. You know, I'm going to say stupid stuff. So, do we love each other? Do we? Can we love one another? Can we have relationships with one another? I mean, what we the the, the uh, I don't know, but schizophrenia is like too stark of a word. But like we have this text, this message, this story of redemption, of of abundant life, of um, resurrected life, of a Holy Spirit, of a changed people, and yet we don't grasp that. Sometimes we take it to, and uh, want to control other people's behavior through that. And I'm like, that's not the message, controlling other people's behavior. And the message is not setting up like in and out groups. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm processing it. So I'm going to try to get Bud to go through the rocks here because I want to kind of cut this walk short. But he, he wants to go longer. Bud, come on. Let's go over here. Bud, come on. There's people over here. Let's go. I'm trying to cut five minutes off my walk here so I can get back and do my thing. So it looks like I was successful getting Bud here to walk through the wash here. So we're, we got a little wash in Arizona. This is stony dirt that's been here for thousands of years. Just walking on the rock. And here we're into the wash, which looks like they sprayed some or mixed in some concrete to keep the water flowing out for the rare, rare times of the year where we have lots of rain. So I don't know how this is coming out to the listener. I think I'll call this, what should I call this podcast? Something about tribes, I think. Is it what is your tribe? Who's your tribe? Who is your tribe? Who's part of your tribe? I think that's part of it. And uh, maybe there's a love tribe where we just love people. Even even we have differences. And we focus on what's really important is how we treat one another and talk to one another. And try to eliminate the um, categorizing of people. Well, and then, you know, how can I have a tribe like that? Because that's, a, again, it sets up a boundary of who's in and who's out. I really don't want that. So, um, we'll just, it can't really be a tribe, can it? It has to be just a way of living to, to uh, ride above the tribes, recognize tribes, but, uh, yeah. Treat everybody as a individual. And because uh, yeah, and uh brings me back, I just had a thought about the the chess player and his deterministic game. So chess is a rule game, rule based, pieces can only move certain ways. So the chess champions have to do all these calculations, but there's no um 
undetermined moves. In other words, the horse can't all of a sudden move a fourth square over when it's ruled in at three type of thing. Up two over three or up three over two. That's that's the determined rule for the horse. So people have become masters of the game. And then the supercomputer finally beat one of the top humans. But as it was described to me, the, the computing power of the the computer to do all the combinations and come up with the next move was like hundreds of watts of electricity, whereas the human brain has an equivalent of 15 watts. So people are pretty amazing, you know. You can use your 15 watts of electric-powered brain in many ways. So we get to choose that. And oftentimes we defer our choice to somebody else or some other situation. But uh, we have, every human has the same, I was going to say the same brain, but we don't. I mean, we have, there's environmental and biological shades of difference. So I'm not saying everybody could become a chess master if they just put in the time and did the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 10, repetitions or 10,000 hours of doing something. And we don't want that, right? We don't want 7 billion chess players. Then we'd all be like Dr. Spock and Star Trek. But we do want people to um, find their outlier gift and do that. Hi, good morning. Hi. Looking for a newspaper? Yep. Um, people still do, still do that, huh? Yeah, <laughs> still do. It's the second Sunday where we've had none, so. All right, sorry to hear that. So, someone came out to look for their Sunday paper on the side, on the driveway, and it wasn't here. So that's probably frustrating for them because they got their coffee and they want to sit down for an hour and flip through the newspaper, but not there. So this tough life in Phoenix, you know, not getting your Sunday paper. And, you know, some people minimize that and say, oh, it's a first world problem. Well, you know, whatever. I'm not going to diminish it. It's disappointing, right? It's disappointing not to get your Sunday paper. Not that I do. I don't have a Sunday paper, but because I take that hour and do something else with it. Maybe not. Maybe it's, it's probably not even more productive than what they do reading the paper. So whatever. It is what it is. And we love them and we hope to get their their paper today. Or they somehow recover from the disappointment of not getting their paper. So, um, tribes, I'm about two minutes from wrapping it up because I'm almost home. And uh, not sure how the, the podcast statistics are going to go. If you like this podcast, um, go back to the last two 
and have a listen. I, uh, I'm trying to serve the audience and give you and honor you with my best, I guess you'd say. But, uh, you know, maybe my best isn't what you need. <laughs> maybe you need somebody else's best because I'm not, I, I would like feedback and I like to think that I'm resonating with people, but it's not, really it's not about me, it's about sharing my developing views of what this life is about. And I'm, I think I'm humble enough to know that uh, I'm just one of seven billion people. And I guess I'd say I'd encourage you to do your own journey, of course, you know, it's your life. You have your starting point of wherever you're at and uh, you can do it. I mean, you can figure out, I, I don't have it. I don't have it all figured out. I'm, uh, I've got some fundamental principles I'm working on, which I'm trying to um, live out. And uh, they were there. I don't know if they work for me or not, but I feel at peace if I try to love other people. That's my big change. Maybe, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, "Look, I don't have it. You don't have a problem with." loving other people. I mean, you, you deal with it just fine. You love everyone always and it's not an issue for you. So maybe there's something else. What can you, what's your life experience? What's your holy discontent as they say, some kind of discontent that you see and that you can bring, bring to the greater population and you know, maybe you're naming something that others will uh, identify with. So there you go. We are finishing our walk now. So you have a blessed moment of whenever you listen to this. And uh, I hope you uh, were indeed encouraged. And uh, Buddy got his walk in, so he's happy. So we contributed something to the world at large by keeping this dog happy. All right, bud? So until another time, you are in good hands with the Lord, right? So let's end this podcast with, I do like grace and peace. So grace, peace, and mercy we'll throw in there. You may need some mercy as well. So, bye-bye.